0: Pulled from the hottest stories coming across our news desk, I'm Alcina Lloyd, and this is Housing Wire Daily. In today's episode, I interview Joe Tyrell, the president of ICE Mortgage Technology at Intercontinental Exchange, about the current state of the mortgage industry and the recent coming together of Ellie Mae, Simplifile, and MERS to form ICE. Thank you for listening. Hello HousingWire listeners, today I'm joined with Joe Tyrell, the president of ICE Mortgage Technology at Intercontinental Exchange, and today he'll be talking to us about the current state of the mortgage industry, what we're seeing through data for mortgage trends, and the recent coming together of Ellie Mae, Simplefile, and MERS to form ICE Mortgage Technology. Thanks for joining us today, Joe. Well, thank you for having me. Of course. Before we dive deep in today's conversation, can you let our audience know more about you? You're an industry veteran, and I'm so curious on how you got your start in the mortgage industry.
1: It was by accident, um, actually. So I coming out of college, I was starting my career as a financial analyst, and I was working for Wells Fargo Bank. Um, and I was in a kind of a program where I moved around to different uh, consumer lending areas, so auto and personal and uh, when I got into the mortgage side, I was really there to focus on some key projects and um, and help some of the modernization of uh, of some of the technology. And they were running a pilot program where they were looking at a new way of doing underwriting. And with my financial analysis background, they asked if I'd be you know interested in participating. And I said sure. And the next thing you knew, I was underwriting uh, mortgages. And so I I found it really interesting um, and just you know my interest in the in the industry. Overall, just crew, and then as the leader of that organization for Wells, transitioned to being a CEO of a private mortgage uh, bank. Um, I ended up going with him, and next thing I knew, I found myself running operations and production and technology and all aspects of a of an independent mortgage bank. and And from there, it just it's been in my blood ever since.
0: Wow! So I imagine you've seen so many cycles of the mortgage industry, including what's recently happened with COVID nineteen. It brings me to our main event today. You're here today to give us the rundown on how the mortgage industry has behaved so far in 2021. To start off today's conversation, my first question for you is How has the COVID 19 pandemic transformed the home buying process, not only for consumers, but for the overall mortgage industry?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, And it's one we think a lot about. So if you look at it from a lender's perspective, 2020 was really a perfect storm. So you not only had COVID, But at the same time, we experienced, you know, and I think this word has been a little overused in 2020, but it's appropriate, unprecedented loan volume. And so those two things came together. And in 2020, really tested how technology was prepared, both to handle completely virtual workforces, but more importantly, to do it at scale due to the volume that we were experiencing. And so, you know, what we heard is many stories from our lenders about some of the providers that they used, some of the fintechs who had entered the space, who really just weren't prepared and and quite honestly couldn't handle the volume that was coming through. And I think what that did is it caused a lot of lenders to reevaluate their technology partners, how they were leveraging technology, the systems that they employed, and the tools that they relied upon. We personally saw this directly. I mean, it's not a coincidence that we had our two highest quarters for adding new customers in the history of our organization in Q3 and Q4 of last year, as a lot of those lenders wanted to make sure they weren't ever put in that same position again. And then from a borrower or consumer perspective, what I've seen is COVID's really accelerated not just the demand for a digital mortgage, but consumer expectations. So it's it's not just the ability to do things like signing documents electronically, It's really the whole process that a borrower experiences, and that includes the consistency of that experience. So take eClose, for example. So a number of lenders in 2020 cobbled together different solutions with an intent of trying to create a better experience for the consumer, when in reality, what it did is it created a more confusing experience where... They would sign their initial disclosures one way and e-consent another. And then when it came time for signing their closing documents, they went to yet a completely new portal or experience. And so, you know, our expectation is what COVID's really done. And we've heard this from lenders, but we've also heard this from consumers is they have really come to expect a single consistent experience. And COVID highlighted that as an industry We've got to be more thoughtful about how we introduce the digital experience as it relates to the consumer.
0: Now, I want to touch on something you mentioned, which is e-closing. What we've learned at HousingWire is that the market is growing as some of the trends that happened in 2020 followed us into 2021. In relation to this, what are some of the trends you're seeing in the mortgage market generally so far this year?
1: Um, well, the, the market's definitely educated itself. So we have seen, even at the beginning of this year, a really strong uptick, especially in Q1 in cash-out refinances. In fact, the cash-out refinance volume is even higher than at the same point last year, which is obviously indicative of consumers understanding the ability of how they can tap into that, you know, by some accounts, estimated $6 trillion in equity that homeowners have amassed. Uh, so we've definitely seen that. We're also seeing a continuation of the second half of last year with lenders are really taking a hard look at technology to help them scale so they don't ever find themselves in a similar position as last year. Um, where you you had some lenders literally turning away business because they didn't have enough people to process it. And they're realizing that you know, the, te- the technology is not just about you know trying to replace people, it's Making them so they're more productive, so that they can scale, um, and so we're seeing continued really strong interest in looking at technology that allows them to do that. Specifically, we've seen really incredible adoption of um, ADR and ADE technology, so automated document recognition um, and automated data extraction. You know, the the mortgage manufacturing process is still really dependent upon documents coming in and forms and. As we shift to being much more data-driven, getting the data out of those documents is really key. So we talk about automation quality data. You're starting to see lenders really adopt this technology because now they can apply AI products on top of that data where we're doing things like actually performing underwriting tasks using AI. So we're seeing really strong interest there. And then lastly, I'd say we've seen the millennials starting to get off the sidelines that they were standing on in 2020, just because of the uncertainty of the the macroeconomic environment. And we're really starting to see them looking to be active in home ownership again. Although, as you just mentioned, it's a really challenging market due to, you know, how much demand is outpacing supply right now.
0: Yes, millennials are becoming more active, especially as the spring and summertime come around. It's now April, which is still so shocking to me. It's like we blinked and the year just kept speeding up. As we head into the summertime, what's your general outlook for the industry for the rest of 2021?
1: You're right about it being April. I I have four daughters. Uh, One of them turned 21 last week. The other one turned 16. And I couldn't even realize that their birthdays had snuck up on us. So this, this year is definitely going by quickly. Um, when I look at the rest of the year, we're expecting a really healthy level of volume for the rest of at least the first half. Like many other you know, entities in the industry, the NBA, Fannie, Freddie, we expect to see a slight tail in the second half. However, you know, I caveat that by saying you know the demand is so strong that if we can see the continuation of really you know active new housing starts increasing, especially in affordable housing areas, And if rates remain, you know, still relatively low, even if they tick up and down uh, as they have for the last several weeks, I think you could see an extension of homeowners continuing to access their equity well into the summer months. And so you could have a really strong start to the second half of the year, which would hopefully carry um, all of our lenders and partners into a very successful 2021. Um, I also think you're going to expect to see some consolidation take place in the second half of this year. Um, especially as a number of lenders, as well as service providers, have been receiving additional funding or even accessing the public markets so that they're in a position to grow, which, you know, that growth comes organically, but it also comes inorganically through acquisitions. And then lastly, I'm really hopeful that we're going to see some new products enter the industry, specifically those that are aimed at addressing the underserved markets. Um, just, just to continue to help everybody have the ability to pursue the American dream of home ownership.
0: You mentioned acquisitions and new products. Now, I want to take this time in the interview to discuss your business, which recently in September acquired Ellie Mae and now also owns MERS and Simplefile. How's this transition been and what is the vision for ICE Mortgage Technology? Have you already seen any advantages and progress by coming together?
1: Yeah, it's ironically, yes. Yeah, speaking of acquisitions um you know for us whenever you go through transitions like we have i think the thing you worry about the most is just maintaining your culture and and that's always been really important to us um you know it's it's a hallmark of who we've been we have fantastic relationships with our customers and with our partners and we've actually had the added pressure of going through multiple transitions in a relatively short period of time so LE Mae went from being a public company to a private company, and then now part of a public company again. Um, MERS and Simplifile went through the transition of kind of combining with LEMA to create this ICE mortgage technology. Um, and so there's been a lot of change in a relatively short period of time. But I can tell you, it, it's been fantastic for us to come together. So now that we're part of ICE, in many ways, it's really just like coming home again. Now we're back to having this visionary entrepreneur as a CEO, and Jeff Sprecher, who, uh, I mean, he's constantly pushing us to continue to think outside the box and focus first and foremost on the client's needs. In addition to that, at ICE we have this incredible president, Ben Jackson, and what he does is ensures that ICE Mortgage Technology has the full support, full access to the expertise and resources of all at ICE. At our disposal. So, you know, his, his focus is, you know, have no limits on what we can imagine that we can deliver for our customers. And probably the thing that really was the best for us is when we were acquired by ICE, they really allowed us to focus on bringing Ellie May, Simplifile, and Merse together as one organization, which we've done. And the intent there was so that we could bring out the best of each of these market leading organizations to deliver additional value to the industry but also to do it in a differentiated way. And so the advantages we've already seen, I I can probably sum this up easily, uh, or um, the best example is showcased in our our new eClose solution. So we just made it generally available to the entire market. And what it does is it combines expertise and advantages of all these organizations. So you have one consistent borrow experience, from engaging initially to do the application, to the initial signing of the disclosures, the e-consent, all the way through the e-closing experience. So one consistent borrower experience. We then created kind of the seamless experience for the consumer while also eliminating costs and time in the process for the lender. And so the way we did this is, we brought together the e-collaboration capabilities and the e-recording automation capabilities as well as the largest network of title and settlement agents in the industry, that was all through Simplify. And then what we did is we connected that with this seamless consumer experience of Consumer Connect, the largest document provider in the market through Encompass Docs, and all this native automation and compliance, which are all available through Encompass. So, in bringing those together, we had the ability to create what we believe is a completely differentiated eClose solution. So we couldn't have done that if we weren't one company. And then in addition to that, we're in the process of adding automated e-registry through MERS to basically complete this kind of straight-through processing and an end-to-end workflow. But the exciting thing for us is this is really just tip of the spear in terms of what we can do now that we're all together as one organization under ICE Mortgage Technology. And that's that's really the vision for us. It's this straight-through processing, fully automated origination. We're going to leverage AI and machine learning, both to improve the borrower experience, but also to reduce the time and cost to the lender. So helping lenders grow their margin is going to be really important. So it, it really, it's, it's been great for us. All
0: right. Well, thank you for answering that. I'm sure the industry and the market is very excited to see how these companies all work and operate under one name. Before we wrap today, is there anything else you think our audience needs to know about ICE or the mortgage industry at large?
1: you know, I feel like every day I discover something new about ICE, uh, the company we're now part of. And, you know, whether it's, you know, talent that we didn't know existed or resources that can be made available to help us on on our journey and mission, you know, as part of ICE, we really are going to be able to accelerate the digitization of this entire loan manufacturing process. And it's you know, it's going to be done just as ICE is done with the exchanges that we operate around the world, including the New York Stock Exchange. You're talking about millions of transactions processed in milliseconds every day. So we're going to be able to leverage data to do this just as we have with other markets and asset classes that ICE has digitized. So it's a super exciting time to be in the industry. But from my perspective, it's, it's even a better time to be part of ICE.
0: Well, Joe, I'd like to say thank you for joining us on Housing Wire Daily.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: Listeners, we'll see you back here tomorrow.
1: Now, more than ever, the housing
0: industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing Housing Wire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Elcina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. That's a wrap for today's episode of Housing Wire Daily. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and join
1: us again tomorrow.